Hello and welcome to the Sexy Scoop. My name is Abby Taken and I'm a sex and relationship coach and mom of two. I'm here to give you the scoop on how to unlock the sexy mother within. Each week I'll be giving you my hot take, getting the mouth perspective from my husband Joey and connecting you to everyday mums and professionals to give you the tools to take up space in your life and make sex fun again. Welcome to today's episode of The Sexy Scoop. So today I am coming at you with an unpopular opinion. Every time I talk about this, um, I get so many DMs and emails, both supportive ones and ones being like, no, you're wrong. So what we're going to be talking about today is this concept that your partner is not a mind reader. And what's kind of spurred this on as the topic for today's podcast episode is that Valentine's Day is coming up next week and there's all this expectation that can sometimes get heaped up with that particular day. Um, But this is also relevant with birthdays, Mother's Days, Christmas, all of that too. Um, and so that's why we're going to be chatting about it. I'm going to do a full episode next week talking about my feelings about Valentine's Day. So I will get into that in depth in that episode. But just for today, we're going to be really examining this concept that we expect our partners to know what's going on within us. Um, and a lot of the time we don't actually know what's going on within us. And so we don't have the words to share that with them. And we don't know what we need or what we want from them. And so that can be a big kind of step that's, or a big, I guess, chasm is the word that's coming to mind to stop us from, you know, sharing with them how we're feeling. But there's this thing of like, you know, we say we're fine when we're not and our partners take it at face value and then we get the shits with them and we like simmer in this resentment. And I saw this time and time and time again in my relationship where I would just say I would do something begrudgingly. I'd use a tone expecting that Joey would pick up on this tone, but he didn't for whatever reason. Um, And then I would do the thing and the whole time I'm doing whatever it is, say it's like kid pick up, kid drop off, bedtime routine on my own, something like that. I would just be like seething in resentment and I'd be like, I shouldn't be doing this. He should be doing this. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like building up this story in my head. And then this cycle of resentment just goes on and on and on and on and on because then we get deeper into not expressing our needs because we have a bigger disconnection between us and our partners, right? And so I saw it mostly in our relationship in a lot of domestic duties and also in places where I wasn't able, I felt guilty. I had that really deep kind of mum guilt because I had low self-worth where I wasn't, I needed time for myself, but I couldn't ask for it because I didn't know how to. And I also felt really guilty about it. Um, And Joey didn't know that any of this internal struggle was going on. He just thought I just really wanted to be with my baby 24 seven. And so it didn't occur to him to like push me to do anything, Um, especially as first time parents, you don't know kind of what the other person is going through and you don't even know what you're doing a lot of the time. Um, So that was kind of where it first came from. And when I had this realization, I think it was actually even when I was doing my certification, like this is not probably two years ago um, that I was expecting him to read my mind. 
I was expecting for me to say I'm fine and for him to just intuitively know that I'm not fine and then him to know exactly what I needed and wanted in that exact moment in time and then for him to give it to me. And like, like I said, 90% of the time, we don't even know what we need and want. So how are they supposed to know? And I really analyze this and I think I know where it comes from is society. It comes from bloody fairy tales in a way being like, you know, you're going to meet and fall in love with this person of your dreams and they're going to like swoop you off your feet and it's going to be like romantic and fun and spontaneous all the time and like you'll never fight and if you do that's bad um and it's just not true and where I see this in big events like Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, birthdays and Christmas is that we want the fairy tale we want the fairy tale of, oh, I don't want a big deal. I like don't spend lots of money. Like I don't want anything. Like it's fine. It's just my birthday. Don't worry about it. Or it's just Valentine's Day. Don't worry about it. But on the inside, we're like, I want balloons. I want cake. I want presents. I want everyone to worship me for an entire day. And I want a fancy lunch. And I want all my friends and family. And I want champagne. And we're like, And our partner should know this because they love us and they're going to give us exactly what we want. And then this event, so say Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, birthday, whatever it is, comes around. There's no balloons. There's no cake. There's no champagne. There's no big deal. And we feel like shit. We feel unsupported. We feel unseen. We feel like nobody appreciates us. And our partners, we're sad. We get sad, you know, and it it builds an even greater distance between us and our partner because we had all of these secret desires that we didn't want to tell them because, like, they should just know that, right? Um, and then when they don't just know that, it's, like, devastating to us to not be seen in that and not be given that. But how, like, how are they supposed to know, Right. And how this also plays out when I'm going to keep talking about the um, like birthdays and stuff. I love my birthday. I always want a big deal around my birthday. And I, before I had kids, my birthdays were a huge deal. We would organize, like we'd go away with heaps of friends. It'd be like a week long or long weekend thing. I would take time off work. Um, we'd be traveling, we'd go to like really beautiful, expensive restaurants. Like I, my birthday was a big deal. And then I had my son and I changed, which I've spoken about in previous episodes, mostly episode one, um, about my journey to here. Um, but I, I changed and I had this, like, I lost a lot of my self-worth And I didn't feel like I could ask for the big lavish events that I used to have. Um, And so, you know, my birthday rocked around. Joey's like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, oh, nothing. Like, don't worry about it. It's fine. Um, Just like, I don't know, maybe we could go for lunch somewhere or something. What I really wanted was like someone to take my baby away, which wouldn't have happened because he was like attached to my boobs 24-7. And for me to just like be my old self again and like hang out with my friends and I wanted my brain back because I was so deep in like brain fog because um, my eldest, he was born in June, my birthday, September. 
So he would have been like four months old. There was so much that I wanted and I wanted to be my old self again, but I didn't know how to ask for this because I was so tired and so depleted and just so deeply in motherhood. And so then my birthday rocked around and it was such a non-event and I was like devastated. I was like, how dare you? Like he bought me some presents I think I don't even really remember. Um, And I think we had cake, but it wasn't anything special. And like we didn't do anything with friends or anything like that because it was too hard to kind of figure out with naps and stuff like that at the time. And I was so resentful because I was already felt cooped up and alone a lot of the time. None of my other friends had children. We were the first. Um, And it was really awful. And then it just kept going like that for years, honestly, Um, years of me just not asking for what I wanted anymore and expecting him to know. And then he never knew. And then, yeah, it was just this cycle that kept going. And it also fed my lack of self-worth because I was like, well, you know, if you can't even be bothered to organize anything, um, then, you know, I'm obviously not worthy of having that kind of celebration. Um, and me and Joe have spoken about this later, like more recently in the last couple of years since I've kind of reclaimed my birthday. And he thought he was doing me a favor because he thought that having lots of people around and trying to juggle that with children's naps and the logistics of all of that and feeding everyone and like breastfeeding and all of that would have been too much for me. And so me asking for nothing was like me kind of asking for rest time. Um, And so he was doing what he thought I needed and wanted at the time, even though I couldn't express that. Um, When what deep down I really wanted and needed was that time with my friends and to be celebrated. Um, So yeah, like we're both doing a bit of kind of trying to mind read each other and it's not working. And then how it works on the flip side is Joey doesn't really celebrate his birthday. He likes to, you know, hang out with our small group of friends. Maybe he'll go to the pub with a mate, Um, but he's not like a big kind of birthday guy. And I struggle so badly with that because I am. And so again, it was kind of the flip side, like the years that I wasn't having these birthdays, I'd be like, what do you want to do for your birthday? And he'd be like, no, I don't really want to do anything. And since I was like guiding that narrative in my life of I don't want to do anything then and when really I wanted the thing done um I would plan these huge parties for him I'd get like catering um I'd organize activities for the kids like we'd have like you know we had a tiny house and we'd have like 20 people at our house all day and night like big long events or we'd go away um with our friends like the things that I wanted for my birthday I was like giving to him but that wasn't filling his cup because that's not what he actually wanted. Literally what he wanted was like us to go for a drive, have like lunch as a family, maybe go for a bushwalk and then meet one of his mates at the pub for a beer. And so this is how it kind of can play out in both ways. And the issue that I see, like birthdays are, are special for me anyway. So, and I see a lot of um, discontent in birthdays and how I reclaimed my birthday was I was, I, I was, pretty far deep in my self-development journey. And I was just like, no, like he shouldn't have to read my mind and he shouldn't be like having to figure out what I want when I can't even express what I want. And so I just started planning my own birthdays. I sent out messages to my friends being like, put this weekend aside, we're going away. I'd organize that. Um, I even bought my own birthday presents for a few years because gift giving is not really a thing for me. Um, but what I do is during the year, I just make a list of 
if I saw something pretty and shiny that I liked the look of or something that was a bit of a splurge that I like wouldn't kind of let myself buy ordinarily. And then it came to my birthday and I kind of just go through the list and buy myself a few things. Um, Joey buys me presents again now. Um, he's kind of, he knows what I want because I'm a lot more vocal about what I want. Um, but at that time, this was how I could get that day that I was really craving um, and that celebration of myself that I was really craving. And so how I see this translate in Valentine's Day is, you know, one party will say, oh, I don't really, what do you want to do for Valentine's Day? Oh, I don't really want to do anything. Like it's just a commercial holiday. Let's not worry about it. But then all day they're waiting for the flowers to show up or the spontaneous dinner reservation that was made um, or the date night or whatever, or even just like the happy Valentine's Day, I love you kind of thing. And then it never comes. And then we're left feeling sad and unworthy and unseen and unappreciated. And so why this ties in with the fact that your partner is not a mind reader, this fits in so many areas of our lives. It also can help us to offload some of the mental load because if our partner's unaware of what's going on in our heads um, and unaware of the like mounting to-do list that we have going like round and round and round constantly 24-7, then how are they supposed to help us with that? How can we offload some of it if it's in our heads and we're just expecting our partner to know that that's a thing that they should be doing? And so what I really encourage you to do, you've got a week until Valentine's Day. It's next Tuesday. If you want to be celebrated on Valentine's Day, then I encourage you to vocalize that. Bring it up with your partner. Hey, babe, did you know it's Valentine's Day next week? I know we don't normally do anything, but I would really love some flowers or a card from you. Or could we organize some babysitting, go out for dinner? Or if it's not, if you can't do it during the week, then maybe like make a date night for the weekend or something like that. Or even just have a little date night at home. Really taking ownership of what you want and you need, expressing that to your partner. And then after that, if you've expressed it and you've given them really clear instruction on what it is that you expect from them and what you would like, asking them what they would like, you know, what would you like to do? This is what I want to do. What would you like to do? How can I repay you in this way? Or how can I celebrate you? Or how can we connect a bit deeper on Valentine's Day? And honoring that for them too. And then after the fact, if they don't listen to you, and if they don't honor you in what you asked for after you vulnerably shared with them, then that's when you need to look at doing work on your relationship, whether that's through a relationship counselor, a therapist, a coach, whatever that looks like, um, or just deepening communication through other ways. Um, that's a whole different story. What I'm kind of touching on here today is the fact that our partners can't meet our needs if we don't express our needs to them. So I hope that this has helped you to get a bit closer to what you desire. If you would if you enjoyed this podcast, please rate it, please review it on Apple Podcasts or share it on Instagram and tag me. Um, 
I've been really enjoying making these for you. If you have any suggestions of future episodes you'd like to see, just send me a DM or an email um, and I will add it to the list. So this week, your action step is figuring out what you need. You can do that by journaling if you would like or just having a think about it. If you're going to journal, a journal prompt could be like, what would my ideal Valentine's Day look like? Or what does my ideal birthday look like? Or what do I need from my partner right now? And then really looking at what you've written and then asking for it in whatever way feels good to you. So I'll also pop a link in the show notes to my communication guide. Um, It's free to download. Um, And that kind of gives you step-by-step of how to have a really productive conversation with your partner um, in a way that they're going to listen and be really receptive of what you're saying that also gives you space for feedback from them as well. So have an amazing week. I will be dropping in with a Valentine's Day episode next Tuesday and I look forward to seeing you all on the gram.